Welcome to the Disney at Work podcast, bringing magical ideas to improve your world from the happiest place on earth. Your host is J. Jeff Kober, author, speaker, and consultant to organizations around the globe that look to bring best of Disney ideas to their workplace. Hi, it's Jeff Kober. We welcome you to another podcast here at Disney at Work. We appreciate you joining us and uh, we hope that uh, you can find something, a souvenir from this show that you can take back to your own organization, your own business. We've been talking about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in the context of what we refer to as the six P's, that we make promises to our customers, we deliver them in terms of our people, our place, our processes and products, and that all of that is worth the price, uh, tangibly and intangibly, uh, to those um, that we serve. We're focused today on the product. And at Disney, the product are the rides and attractions that people pay to come into the experience. There are also the food and beverage people consume, more the souvenirs they take home. Those two are products more typical to what people think of when they think of a product or um, service experience. And it is that experience that we're going to reference today. In the Disney parks, um, new guests who come are automatically wowed by what they observe and what they see when they come to a Disney uh, park for the very first time. Very few ever uh, are not wowed by their experience. And those of you listening to this podcast, you remember probably that, that very first time or that very best time where you were just blown away and wowed by a Disney experience. The trick is, is that all of us uh, not only have a responsibility to wow people the first time they do business with us, we have to keep wowing them. And in fact, what Disney has and what you have in your organization is what is known as inspector guests. And those are individuals who come back again and again and again. And it's those moments where they all of a sudden see something or experience something they haven't experienced before that they all of a sudden turn from being an inspector guest to being a wow guest again. Disney's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is intended to be a wow guest experience to the most um, the most high-end expectation inspector guests that there could possibly be. Disney fans who are looking for something that takes the experience to another level. Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans who come in and who love, who love that world and want to see it physically laid out. This is Disney's opportunity to take their inspector guests and make them into wow guests again. Let's talk about the two rides, the two major attractions that are at uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and how they are trying to create wow experiences out of them. The first is the Millennium Falcon uh, Smuggler's Run. Uh, most people are familiar with this ride and attraction that's coming, they're excited, the thought that they get to drive the Millennium Falcon. What's interesting about this is this attraction has such a history and heritage going back to 1955, the year the Disneyland opened, when going into space meant boarding the flight to the moon. It took us to a place you've never been to, a journey expedition to the lunar surface. Now, 
If you are of an era like me, you remember Flight to the Moon. If you're not, let me give you an idea. You probably may have been in Stitch's Great Escape at some point. That arena room where you're all sitting around in a circle, long before there was a Stitch, long before there was an alien encounter, there was a Flight to the Moon in that attraction and then also at Disneyland as well. You sat in a circle, you looked at a screen at the bottom that showed you your proximity to Earth, you looked at a screen above that showed you your proximity to the moon, and you were supposedly on a flight. It was, um, it was a pretty big sleeper attraction when you look back at it. Uh, you look back at it now, but um, I remember that the seat would move and kind of almost like inflate a little but give you that sense of, of G-force gravities as you took off and as you landed uh, on that attraction. It was such a surprise, but it felt like you were going to a place you'd never been to before. Now, after uh, the lunar landing on the moon, the real lunar landing, it was like, well, okay, how do we take that further? So those same attractions were re redone to become Mission to Mars. And... Uh, it was made a little bit more humorous, a little more fun, but it was essentially the same experience, just taking you a little further out into space, so to speak. It wasn't until uh, George Lucas uh, teamed up with the Walt Disney Company to create Star Tours. That sense of simula simulators had come out and uh, the idea that you could be in a simulator and you could feel what it was like as you were navigating through space or... Um, heading through the canyons of the Death Star. It was a total simulator experience and it took it to a whole different level than what Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars was. In time, they made the experience even more intimate because you had all these people in this big simulator. They got it down to four people in what was known as Mission Space at Epcot and they made it more intimate and more real, too real, when through the centrifugal forces there, they introduced these Gs that just made you feel like you were really being bolted out into space. It pushed against you and it created almost too real a scenario for many guests who experienced it. But it took it to the next level. And uh, and then Star Tours, the adventure continues where rather than going to the same scenario with Rex again and again, they changed it out and provided you with a variety of scenarios. You didn't know exactly where to go. And so you could see this continuum of how these experiences of going into space have have evolved over the years. And now we're going to what is um, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, where you are running the Millennium Falcon and it goes where you go and you're in that intimate cockpit, but only the switches actually do something as opposed to pretend to doing something in mission space. This is going to be a very real experience with high-end graphic generators that will allow it real-time, uh, real graphic rendering of where you're going and what you're doing. Uh, it takes it to the next level. And, and that's probably the souvenir to be taken out of that is look at your uh, products and services and ask yourself, how do you keep taking those products and services to the next level? You have to, it, there's competition out there in the workforce, in, in the marketplace. You have got to take it to the next level and make it work for you. Now, Rise of the Resistance, most people don't know a whole lot about this attraction. This is a, an experience where you're going to be taken up to 
um, a Star Destroyer, and you're going through a, a very real experience of going through the Star Destroyer as it's, um, uh, as it's in combat. What they have done in this attraction, and the best metaphor I could give to it is the film Mary Poppins. You'll recall that in that film, Walt Disney, and this was one of the last films that Walt Disney did, all the things that he had done magically in the movies and his attractions, he had great, um, he had great music. He had um, cartoons that overlaid with people and so forth. He had special effects, people popping out of chimneys and, and having tea um, on the ceiling. He had audio animatronics with the little bird and, and, uh, and the umbrella and there was a total, everything, everything he knew to do was put into this one film. And I would say that's why Mary Poppins was so really successful. It's because everything that could be baked into it could be baked into it. The same thing is happening with Rise of the Resistance. Every, every great thing that could be put into a theme park experience is going to happen. A full themed out queue, um, media, uh, animatronics, um, electronic apps that you can use to interact with the queue experience, a massive video imaging system. So when you go into that port of the Star Destroyer and you see space at the end of the, this 100 foot screen, and then you see in front of it some 50 plus animatronic um, stormtroopers plus high-end animatronics through Kylo Ren and others that are showing up in this attraction. So the best of the best animatronics, a unique ride vehicle system, a couple of different ones actually, but in this case, um, some systems that um, with a droid in each system, responding and reacting to what's going on during the ride and, and um, very high-end ride vehicle systems, one of the largest show buildings ever created for a Disney attraction, special effects of every kind. So when those blasters are blasting out into space or those AT-ATs are blasting at you, it will seem more real than, than it has ever seen before. Um, a soundtrack that is provided by John Williams and, and that legendary sound, and all of it built on perhaps one of the most successful movie series ever. Every possible thing is being put into the pot to make this, That's, and it's why that attraction is not opening up on time because there are so many, so many pieces, so many variables to create this kind of amazing attraction. But the message is, back to your own organization, how do, how do you take everything that you have to create the best of the best products and services for uh, the people you deliver to. Now, there are also other products uh, that you find throughout this, uh, food and beverage, retail. So there is a lot of excitement about blue green milk. This was a successful idea with the whole idea of butterbeer. Disney is banking on this blue and green milk slushy thing. It's a non-dairy product from those who have tasted it. I've heard um, that it's amazing. And uh, and so if that works, that's a product that people, when you involve the senses, you have products that involve your senses, especially smell and taste, it takes you to another place. Um, meanwhile, you have some uh, terrific 
retail experiences. Um, for instance, the Droid Depot. Now, there are droids you can buy at your standard uh, um, retail shops in the mall and so forth. These are custom-built droids that you're going to make. They're about the size of a coffee pot. They're unique droids you can't get anywhere else, like Rex and from the original Star Tours, who is now a DJ, and C-3PO. In fact, take the head off of C-3PO and turn it on backwards, you'll get a response. Uh, set up hook Rex uh, to a Bluetooth uh, player, and you can play your favorite intergalactic sounds. So the experience of building your own droid, taking it home, and having something you can't get outside of Galaxy's Edge, that's, that's a biggie. Go to Savi's Workshop. The sign to the store, which is Savi and Sun Salvage, you can only translate it with the Play Disney Parks app, um, that's actually a front for what really goes on inside. Building lightsabers is not something the First Order occupiers in Black Spire Outpost is gonna to tolerate. So Savi is actually keeping it on the low key helping to equip four sensitive warriors who are seeking a more elegant weapon. You get an opportunity to do this, and it's not like building that little plastic uh, lightsaber um, in, the, in, the, in the gift shop at the end of Star Tours. This is something much bigger. It's going, you're going to feel the weight of this. It's going to feel real to itself. The facility is to the back of a warehouse. Uh, which is where you exit to the, from the Rise of the Resistance attraction. It's a shop all by itself. It's kind of almost secretive. Access is likely to be achieved following uh, Savvy's path through a rock archway and then through a hidden alcove. It, the sense of arrival and anticipation in building this, this lightsaber is going to be heightened. And then you're going to come to a workshop where you meet with gatherers, a secret group of people who have dedicated their lives to restoring balance in the galaxy by passing on their knowledge of Jedi lore in the Force. Here, these master guides are gonna help guests customize and build their own intricate lightsabers and instruct them on the ways of the Jedi. In what will be kind of a mystical type of experience, the guests, as they build these out, will come to feel the Force around them as they as they uh, experience their lightsaber for the first time. it's That whole experience is gonna be powerful. And the message you get from it is, is first of all, how do, you, how do you offer products you can't get anywhere else? And how can you let your customers customize products and services for themselves? And then finally, how do you build on the total experience of acquiring those products and services? It's the anticipation, it's the arrival, it's the, uh, it's the climax of it. It's it's all of it packaged that makes products and services uh, just so amazing. This is not going to be an experience when you buy a product at, at, at Galaxy's Edge. It's not going to be like buying another Star Wars t-shirt or a coffee mug. Uh, there'll be a place to do that outside. But this is going to be getting products and services only you can get. Um, so this is, this is pretty pretty powerful and there's some great souvenirs for your own organization as you apply these same kinds of ideas for instance how do you create wild guests from your inspector guests how do you keep taking your products and services to that next level making them better than they've ever been before how do you take everything that you've you've done all the tricks of the trade to create the very best of the best how do you offer products and services that you can't get elsewhere? 
Uh, how can you let your customers customize and tailor those products and services for themselves? And then finally, how do you build on the total experience of acquiring your product and service? This is, you know, we, uh, this is going to be very exciting at, because people are coming to experience something they've never experienced before. So these rides and attractions, these um, lightsabers and droids and other merchandise and the food and beverage and the blue and green milk, it's all got to deliver at a level unlike anything else before. The same way that just as we've talked about the, the people, the cast, and the place, the setting, and the process, and the policies in play, and so forth, all those things have got to be elevated to a next level. That's the way you, you deliver more than what you promise. And believe me, the hype and promise is pretty strong. So you better deliver on those four things, especially on those products, like you've never delivered before. Now, next week, we're going to talk about uh, the price. And is it worth the price, both um, both what we call the tangible and intangible price? And uh, and we're going to put all these six pieces together. So it's going to be it's going to be great to see how all these pieces play out and how you can apply these same six P's back to your own workplace. Be sure to go out to Disney at work if you have not gotten Star Wars the complete uh, Galaxy's Edge complete guide. You got to go get that. It's free when you subscribe to our. Um, to our site. While you're there, you're going to see notes page for our podcast at Disney at Work. Um, that will include the souvenirs for your organization and other key points that we've made. I'm going to also have a great little um, uh, example that I'll give a link to of how Disney, in a very small way, wows um, its, its guests. And so you'll have a chance to take a look at that. Please uh, subscribe to our um, podcast. Let others know. We appreciate you joining us and we hope that the Force will be with you as you get ready for the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Have a great day and, uh, and take care.